welcome to Darnley Cyber Cafe, your digital information haven for coffee aficionados. In an age where data is currency and every click could be a threat, knowledge is your best defense. I'm your host, Darnley Gresson Jr., and this is the podcast where we illuminate the dark corners of our digital world. Join us as we navigate the ever-changing currents of cybersecurity, news, IT security, and the latest in the business digital landscape. Whether you're a seasoned IT professional, a business executive, or just curious about the forces shaping our digital future, Darnley Cyber Cafe is your digital coffee house guiding you through the noise. I'm here to break down the headlines, decode the jargon, and deliver actionable insights to protect your data, your business, and your peace of mind. So, fasten your digital seatbelts and prepare to embark on a journey through the ever-shifting world of cyber threats, news, and IT security. Darnley Cyber Cafe, your digital information haven for coffee aficionados, starts now. Episode 62. Is your online privacy debt? In this episode, we'll go over why is your online privacy debt, Google's lawsuit against incognito mode, and why most people don't care, and protecting your online privacy. Is it worth the energy? Now, why is your online privacy dead? Now, I'm going to quote Mark Zuckerberg text messages between 2003 and 2005. Uh, this was reported by Business Insider in 2010 uh, between Mark and his friend. And this friend has been um, disclosed, by the way. When this friend asked how Mark was able to manage collecting over 4,000 emails, pictures, and addresses, Mark said in a text that people submitted it and they quote unquote trust him by ending the message with dumb F dash dash K S. Piece that together. Was this foreshadowing for the future? From Facebook's constant apologies through every stumble block that they face, this should have been a red flag over how users' privacies would be handled by them and other major major data giants such as Microsoft, Amazon, and Google. Now, I'm going to make this clear here and now, early on in this episode. Privacy is not dead. It is just available for the taking. Understand that the concept of online privacy is very complex and multifaceted. Online privacy concerns continue and individuals and businesses may face unique challenges in maintaining complete 100% privacy. I'll discuss some considerations here, but please understand that there is no one simple band-aid solution. If there was, I would have told you already. Here are some data collection considerations. Number one, data collection by companies. Many organizations, online services, and platforms collect your data for various reasons, such as advertising, user experience, or analytics. This impacts, the impacts of this is that these corporations amass loads of information of your personal information that you may or not fully understand what they are doing with it specifically. Social media. 
These little buggers continue to encourage users to share personal information. Users should be aware of the information you share and adjust your privacy settings. If you really want encouragement, just remember what Mark said. Data breaches and security incidents. Now, data breaches do happen all the time. And if you're an avid listener to Darnley Cyber Cafe, you will completely understand this. These breaches expose sensitive information, and when organizations experience breaches, it can lead to unauthorized access and sharing of your private information. Emerging technologies. They may be cool, easy to use, and give you a layer of protection. However, advances in facial recognition, biometrics, and artificial intelligence raise concerns of erosion of privacy. To learn more about this, uh, I recall episode 59 when I compare Netflix's Black Mirror to real life. Now, unfortunately, some of these concepts are now becoming a reality today. Country regulations. Some countries such as the European Union have implemented privacy regulations such as a General Data Protection Regulation, abbreviated as GDPR. These sorts of protections give individuals greater control over their personal data. The enforcement of this varies, which means the effectiveness can be watered down over time. Cookies. Cookies are nice and delicious, but eating too much of them is not good for your health. Same goes for your online privacy. Cookies are used by websites as trackers about your online behaviors, but you can take steps to limit cookie collection while browsing. VPN, virtual private networks. They help enhance your online privacy while using encrypted communication. But I'll make a quick note here. Not all VPNs are created equal. Read terms of service. Wait, who reads this? Well, we all should. Organizations do sometimes state what data they collect and what you are agreeing to. These are ways where organizations can protect themselves from being sued. Now, speaking of sued, Google's lawsuit against incognito mode and why most people don't care. At the time of this podcast recording, Google has settled a $5 billion, with a B, billion dollar privacy lawsuit over tracking users. This lawsuit was filed in June of 2020 that alleged that Google, the company, misled users by tracking their surfing activity who thought that their internet use remain private when using the incognito or private mode on their web browsers. The settlement terms were not disclosed. The plaintiffs claimed that Google violated federal wiretap laws that tracked users' activities using Google Analytics to collect information when in private mode or in incognito mode. If you ever read the message in Google Chrome, it clearly states that this activity might still be visible to websites you visit. Now, this could be visible to your employer, school, or internet service provider. Incognito mode or privacy mode simply gives the users, uh, allows the users to search the internet without actively being logged on that browser. Now, according to the ruling of a U.S. district judge, uh, Yvonne Gonzalez-Rogers, quotes, Google's motion hinges on the idea that plaintiffs consented to Google collecting their data while they were browsing in private mode. 
Because Google never explicitly told users that it does so, the court cannot find as a matter of law that users explicitly consented to the at-issue data collection, end quote. Now, understandably, that most people do not read these things and make the assumptions about how their data is being collected and used while online. This makes the wishy-washy terminology vague for users and having no real black and white definition on privacy is one of the many reasons of user data leakage. The million dollar question is that do people really care about this? I can state various reasons why people don't care, but I can tell you that most people deep down, deep down inside understand that they are signing away their privacy rights to use their fancy devices and platforms. What do you do about it? Do you value your privacy as much as you want to admit? Now, this is a very big pill to swallow. I understand. Technology has connected us in ways that Nikola Tesla himself basically dreamed about back in the 1900s. Humans are social creatures and we need to interact with other people to belong. However, if you think about this for a quick second, isn't this twisting our, isn't this twisting our arm? Trust me, I experienced this when getting the latest technology and debating of installing a certain app on my smartphone. Is the ben- Does the benefit outweigh the privacy violation? If by installing and limiting this app uh, that has limited access to my device, will I still be able to experience the app fully without these features turned on? Probably not. Now, it's very easy to turn a blind eye on all of this. As long as everyone you know are blissfully ignorant and doing the same thing, right? Speaking of Netflix, have you watched the docudrama Social Dilemma? This would be worth your time. It's a little concerning and honestly not surprising on how these companies not only mine and sell your data, but they have created their systems to make you more addicted to their platform. I say this is very much like the food industry, for example, fast food industry that makes their foods more appealing, uh, more palatable in some ways for you to keep going back over and over again. This is very much the same as many of these online platforms, many of these online apps. Um, I really don't want to name or to shame any particular social media application, um, but to name a few like Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok, uh, you need to understand that these apps fund and and really glorify the whole addiction campaign like you can be on Instagram or TikTok and be addicted or just be scrolling through everything for you know 15 20 minutes which you could have been more productive doing something else for example so the makers of these apps know what they are doing and they can say whatever they want to say in court or or deny a bunch of things but in the true essence of of human psychological psychological components and I'm not a, a psychologist let me make that clear but I understand basics here is that humans will be addicted to these devices for that particular reason and that is why they continue to flourish even though Snapchat and Instagram for example have been breached already and and they weren't breached just because of um, privacy reasons. They were actually breached because of lack of security measures, which is surprising. So 
protecting your online privacy. Is it worth all that energy? Now we understand that online privacy is important and all, but is it really worth your time, energy, and headspace? This is for you to decide and do not take my word for it. Unfortunately, our younger generation have already been indoctrinated in giving away their data to their online masters without giving it a second thought. Hackers and cyber criminals are enjoying the fruits of their easy labor by making them constantly fall victims to their scams. Not only is this targeted to our younger humans, but senior and middle-aged humans too. No one seems to be immune these days. I think if I'm sure yourself, as you're listening to this podcast, or someone you know has either fallen victim or has experienced something similar to that, either that be an email scam, a phone call scam, a text scam, I'm sure a majority of you have already experienced the scams one way or another. You need to think about all your devices, platforms, or apps that, that can and will be taking data away from you. Just because you haven't fallen victim does not mean you never will. Think about all the normalcy bias, all those normalcy biases out there from every person who allows an app access to their phone, allows the app access to their contacts, etc. and so forth. That is all creating a line uh, between the apps and your personal data, that continuous stream, the web of streams of data intrusion over and over again. But I can tell you that many times I've sat with people and talked to them about this, they uh, were either uncomfortable or they were just denying it all. They were just saying, oh, it's okay. There's no problem with that. I, I don't mind. I have nothing to hide, etc." These normalcy biases is what's going to cause the biggest headache in your life, either now or in the near future. Um, but also, I will say that by implementing the browsers you use now that uh, to make sure that they do not collect tracking cookies. Uh, VPNs, that virtual private networks that encrypt your online browsing, um, reading the collection agreements from the websites and thinking about the bigger picture can really elevate your understanding of how data is being collected from you. I, I just can't tell you what you should or what you should do or not do. But my warning to all my listeners is that this landscape is definitely changing. These tools are getting increasingly intelligent and cybercrime is only going to elevate in levels we have not seen yet. Your online privacy is now more important than ever. It's never too late to stop. Slice off the head of the, the privacy serpent, of privacy stealing serpent now and make those changes today. Even the smallest change can add up over the many months and years. Between corporations, governments, cyber, cyber criminals, and uh, enemies, they are all clawing to get your data on their platforms. Understand that this could indeed be an addiction, but to use the platforms with simple moderation. This is worth your attention and energy, and I wish you heed this warning and many others in this industry are giving you, because uh, it's never too late to start today, but it will be impossible to continue uh, gaining your privacy if you still remain on this normalcy bias. Look, I understand that many of you who may be listening to this podcast in particular are not necessarily afraid or 
have their ducks in a row, so to speak. But to many of us, even in the security community, there's a lot more work that we ourselves need to do as well. So this causes some sort of frustration between normal everyday people or people in the security field. It's like, where, where, does, where does this end? And I understand this is a bit of a rat race. I get it. I understand. And it can be very demeaning. It can be very demoralizing. I understand that 100%. But you need to understand that data security is still paramount. But the strong belief for data privacy is pretty much dead. Thank you for listening to this episode of Darling Cyber Cafe. Be sure to subscribe and stay tuned for weekly episode releases because in the world of cybersecurity, knowledge is power.